Hello there, and welcome to another episode of The Mind of Hitman, a.k.a. Hitty. Today, we're going to um, look back on WrestleMania, I mean not WrestleMania, my bad. We're going to look back on the Royal Rumble and my predictions on what I had. And we're going to look forward to tomorrow, the big game, the Super Bowl. Alright, so first of all, I just want to get off my chest a little bit. Uh, the Royal Rumble left a bad taste in my mouth because of Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax should not have entered the Royal Rumble. She should have not taken... Um, R-Truth, K-Quick, Spot. I mean, no. Who gives a fuck about R-Truth? I mean, his character is kind of just a funny gimmick at this point. But... Whose idea was this to put Nia Jax in the Royal Rumble? Because I guarantee you, not one fan, not one motherfucking fan was looking at it. And you've been like, you know what would make this awesome? If Nia Jax came to the fucking Royal Rumble and she got her fucking ass whipped by three of our heroes. Yeah. Three of our heroes beat the shit out of a woman. Yeah, she was in there being a fucking dumbass. She got 619 by Rey Mysterio. She got Sweet Chin Music by fucking Dolph Ziggler. And then she got RKO'd by Randy Orton. And I don't remember how they eliminated her, but it was stupid. Immediately in my head, I was like, every one of them that touched... Nia Jax is getting eliminated. And I knew that. And like I said, the the clear winner beforehand was Seth Rollins. We knew it was going to be Seth Rollins. But this just takes the Seth Rollins... Like, my happiness that I was going to have for Seth Rollins with the whole Nia Jax bullshit just ruined it. All the stuff I felt positive for the Royal Rumble leading up to that. Great matches everywhere. Like, everywhere there was great matches. The Royal Rumble was... I mean, the Women's Royal Rumble was great. The Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar. No, Finn Balor didn't win, but it was still a great match. It was great storytelling throughout. And even when Becky Lynch came in, and was like, hey, put me in this match. Put me put me in the Royal Rumble. Put me in the Royal Rumble. She got put in the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> I just think this is a load of bullshit. That they had such a great night. And then Nia Jax ruined it all. I don't know. No idea. They build in some stupid ass fucking Nia Jax versus R-Truth at WrestleMania. How fucking stupid do they think we are? Whatever. Alright, that's enough of the Royal Rumble. Yes, it was a great pay-per-view. Yes, everything was good. Uh, no, Finn Balor didn't uh, get the title or the win the Royal Rumble. But hey... He looked like a main eventer. It looked like, like he was supposed to be in that spot. 
it looked like he got beat by a technicality or a fuck up and we've known that that happened to Brock Lesnar in the UFC so hopefully they use that as a storyline um that um anyone can get caught up in the moment at in two seconds it doesn't take but two seconds to get clocked up in a submission hold but um moving forward I really hope they use Finn as a main eventor because it's what he is main eventor sounds like some Stanley shit Excelsior R.I.P. to the great and on to uh the Super Bowl tomorrow alright so through my life I have bet against Tom Brady at the Super Bowl multiple times and they've all pretty much panned out but they weren't like thought out pretty much they were just me hating on Tom Brady and the Patriots and I'm getting to the point where I'm realizing (laughs) real recognize real and they're really good the Patriots Bilicek Tom like those are two very excuse me very good dudes at what they do um what worries me is what the defense of the Rams are good at doing is up the middle pressure with Aaron Donald and Sue um But I do believe Belichick is going to come up with some kind of way that they don't, they're not as good as they are normally. That being said, it makes it a crapshoot. Which means if these guys played on a neutral field, which they are in Atlanta, that's as neutral as it gets, I think. Um, I think if they played 10 times, it would be 50-50. But they're only going to play once. And the smart money, smart money is on the Rams, man. It just, it just looks like smart money's on the Rams, especially when Vegas won't give the Patriots three points. Because if the Patriots, I think it right now it's sitting at like two, two and a quarter maybe, maybe two and a half. I doubt it, but maybe. Because um, as soon as they give three to the Patriots, that's when big money Rams coming in, and if, uh, and it looks like <laughs> Vegas does not want big money Rams big Rams money so that kind of tells me that Vegas thinks the Rams are going to win now no Vegas isn't always right but if you had to bet your house payment (laughs) would you bet with Vegas or would you bet against Vegas you know what I mean so with that being said I do believe the Super Bowl will most likely be a great game um, I'm gonna, ah, 21-28, I'm going with the Rams, 
Yeah. 21-28. Going with the Rams. I do believe defense wins championships. And you just can't continue to outsmart defenses. It takes them a while for them to catch up. But as soon as they catch up, they normally shine the brightest on the big stage. And I don't think that the Patriots can find as many mismatches as they normally do. But this one does scare me. And this is probably the first Super Bowl where I'm not going to put any money on it. I put money on the New England and Giants game. I put money on the New England Philly game. I put money on the New England Seahawks game. But this is the one that's got me the most antsy. Because the Rams could blow the Patriots completely. Or it could be a good game. Or the Patriots could blow the Rams up completely. Not really sure on this one. I mean, the corners and the receivers match up very well. The running game and the defense matches up very well on both sides. Well, I would have to give the running game a little bit. No, because Todd Gurley's been crap for the last three games. I mean, he's done stuff, but pretty much useless in the playoffs. It's been the C.J. Anderson show. And maybe they're doing that to to psych out Belichick, but I don't know. All right, well, I guess that's it about the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, let's see. I guess we could talk about the Texans' season and where I think they should be going from here. Um, the Texans have one major problem versatility that fucking word versatility the more you can do all that dumb shit is destroying the Texans in the playoff matchup on defense we had Four position, four primary positions out of position. Like they were playing out of position. Kareem Jackson was playing out of position. Um, Tyron Matthews was playing out of position. Um, I believe JJ and Clowney, Merciless, all three of those are playing out of position. And I, it just needs to stop. It just needs to stop. Clowney needs to be on the line and doesn't need to move. JJ needs to be on the line and doesn't need to move. One needs to be on the right. One needs to be on the left. That's it. That's done. Stop letting them go wherever the fuck they want to go. Stop letting them run past the... You're treating these two kids like stars. And yes, they both are athletically gifted 
beasts and they have a motor that does not stop. It's great. It's awesome. But they need to be on the line. One needs to be a left end, one needs to be a right end. That's it. And then we and then what we need to do in the draft is fix the center of the fucking defensive line. I don't care if it's a first overall pick, I mean a first round pick, a second round pick, a third round pick. I don't care if it's all three picks. The center of this line needs help and it needs help bad. We also need to find a corner and free agency or the draft. Uh, therefore, uh, there in the last couple of weeks, um, people were torching Tyron Matthews, if you noticed it. And that happened because Tyron Matthew was playing out of position. That's not his position, what we were making him do. That's not, that's not his game. It's just stupid to me. Uh, offensive line, uh, I've heard a lot of shit <laughs> about the left and the right side and all that. Newsflash, guys. Julian Davenport is pretty fucking good. He's not going anywhere. We have a left tackle. He's not going anywhere. Uh, center, we have Nick Martin. He's not going anywhere. Um, dang. Julian Davenport? Is that right? I think that's right. Man, I can't remember. But <clears throat> don't be surprised if we draft a right tackle or a right guard. Maybe a left guard. But we're not... There might be one or two new offensive linemen in the next 53. Like, yeah, we're going to sign a lot of people and we're going to draft a lot of people, but all, like, when it's said and done, when we go to this 53 to the next 53, I don't believe that we're going to have that many more uh, offensive linemen as starters. I believe that we might have one change in the starting lineup. The sacks have been blown out of proportion because uh, if you look at it, 50% is a high number, but I guarantee you it's more than 50% of sacks that Deshaun Watson has given up himself. Like sacks that are because of him not doing what he is supposed to do. Now, we have a quarterback which is something that we've never been able to actually say. We have a quarterback that can win any game and can put the ball anywhere on the field from anywhere on the field. I don't know if he can throw a fucking 99-yard fucking end zone pass, but um, he can get pretty fucking close. Um, that's the problem, right? That's been our, that's been our Achilles here. Achilles heel forever. We had a court. We didn't have a quarterback, but now we have a quarterback. We just need to build around it and continue to get better. Um, we need to sign Clowney. We need to sign Kareem, and we need to sign Tyron Matthews. I believe that we need all three of them. Um, Justin Reed in the back. Oh, what a pick. What a pick. That is a baller, and I'm so glad we have him on our team. 
Jonathan Joseph's Jonathan Joseph, J. Joe, probably has another year. Um, I guess we can sign him for another two or three years or whatever. He'll probably retire if we don't do anything next year. Or if we do something next year, he'll probably retire. Hopefully, we'll have him for another year. Um, he's not as fast as he once was, but he's still a fucking leader, and he's still a fucking baller. I want him on my team. Um... Kevin Johnson, we need to figure out. I don't know if he has a fifth option available. I mean, I know he has a fifth option available. I don't know if they've already used it or they've already denied it at this point. Um, that one's a hard decision for me. I don't know if we, A, cut bait, or B, give him another shot with reduced salary. Um... Yeah, AJ Bouye leaving... It's probably one of the worst things. Uh, let's see. Offensive, like I said, the offensive. Uh, a running back would be nice. Le'Veon Bell would be awesome, but I don't think they want a character like that in the um, in the locker room. But you never know. They might. Uh, <clears throat> they might ask around and see what happens. Um, other than that, um, versatility, we need to stop it. We need to stop it. It's killing us. This versatility. For like four games, we had a left tackle playing right tackle and a right tackle playing left tackle. Are you fucking serious? Like, how does that make sense to anyone? <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to lose games to lose games at the beginning of the year or what they were wanted to do, but we had a left tackle who has never played right tackle in his entire life playing right tackle. <clears throat> and y'all want to know why <laughs> Julian Davenport had like what was it like seven offense uh, uh, penalties consecutively <laughs> I think he had two back to back on one play I mean not on one play but two plays <sighs> but yeah like I said don't be surprised if we don't do a lot of offensive line uh, tweaking because I think it's fine um, a lot of people were talking shit about having open receivers. Uh, we were getting receivers open. They weren't catching balls. Look at the tape. Uh, either they weren't catching balls or Deshaun Watson just missed them. Which um, I thought that the game wasn't going to be too big for him. I thought he was going to come in there and take care of business. But he didn't. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny how um, we uh, <laughs> not only did we let uh, Ty talk all that shit, and then <laughs> bring a fucking clown mask 
walk in with the clown mask and then proceed to shit on us for 88 yards. Was it 88 yards or 89 yards? It's one of the two. He destroyed us. And that's what happened. He will always destroy us until the Texans pull their fucking heads out of their asses. I don't understand how 17 other teams can do it right every year. When a corner goes down, go to a practice squad, get a corner. Crazy how that works. No, not us. Let's put a fucking safety there. Call it a fucking day. Bunch of fucking morons. (sighs) And then I hear O'Brien talk about man corners and then arguably one of the better man corners that we have is sitting on the fucking bench not playing. What? Uh. Anyways. We just keep making stupid mistakes repeatedly. Every game, everything, and every time I hear a Bill O'Brien defend himself, it just makes no sense. Like, one time he said, so it was about a game management or whatever, and he said, uh, it's not my job to manage the game, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck? Your job is to win the game, motherfucker. Your job is to do whatever it takes to win the fucking game. That's your job. I don't care if it's got a fu- if you got to call a timeout and give Tom Brady extra time. I don't give a fuck if you got to call a timeout to give the fucking the replay replay officials extra time to do their job. I don't give a fuck what you have to do to win the fucking game. Your job is to win the fucking game. Don't come at me with that shit. You fucked up. Admit that you fucked up and move on. I mean, honestly. Sit there and blame the officials for blowing the call like the Saints fan. Or sit there and blame the officials for not, or like the booth for not seeing something that should be challenged. I mean, do what it takes to win the game. You call, you're from Bill Belichick, but you don't do a fucking thing like Big Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick. You don't do a thing like him. Funny how everybody wants to be Bill Belichick, but no one's doing the things to become Bill Belichick, except for Sean McVay. (laughs) He's actually doing the things that Bill Belichick do. He's actually making decisions, except for I think he's a better offensive mind, and Bill Belichick is a better defensive mind. I think Bill Belichick just got got lucky with Tom Brady. Nobody knew what they had. And that's another thing. Do you think Tom Brady would have been as good as he was at somewhere else? Or do you think that him and Bill Belichick just became everything they needed to each other? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Uh, this has just been another episode of me rambling about my mind. <laughs> uh, don't hesitate to tell me. What you thought about the podcast? Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to complain, bitch, or moan about anything I said today. <laughs>
Thank you, and uh, uh, so I'll leave you with a little bit of positive uh, message. For the people that are struggling in your life right now, mostly the 30, and, 30 to 35 year olds. You're either A, going to a job you hate, B, waking up depressed because you don't think you are where you're supposed to be. Or you have a lot of money, but you're very unhappy. Whatever the case may be, the one thing that you can't live without, the one thing, that one thing that you need every day to live your life, do that. Do that and make money off of it. And document it as your way to the top. Writes itself, guys. Anybody can make a podcast. Anybody can make a video. Anybody could generate income. Your life isn't over because you're 30 and you live at home with your your parents. Your life isn't over because you have a shitty-ass job. You make 100K a year, but you're unhappy. You have time to fix it, to mold it, to mold it, to do whatever it is that you're supposed to do. And I hope to see y'all next time. And I hope y'all come back tomorrow for another episode. Holla, Deuce, Kenny. Love you guys. Peace.